Hi everybody, here we go in our next series called Insignificant Voices and insignificant with the in crossed out is proving to be truly the case with Obadiah. Only 21 verses but it is packed with history and theology and stuff to wrestle with a lot and we will not, even though it's only 21 verses, be able to really get to the bottom of much of it. So we at least can start and we'll see how we go. Just make sure that you have received your email and the summary of the minutes of our last uh, growth group leaders meeting because the vision is uh, mapped out there and we want to really develop that. So if you've got things to add or think through, that would be great. And it was so important for you to be praying in your group for the other groups and also praying that uh, groups grow. So we presently have about 200 people in growth groups during the week, which is fantastic, but we have almost 400 people at church, so we really want to be able to connect at least another four groups this year. That would be great, so please pray for four new groups and four new leaders, which will mean you need to look out in your group if one of your people could be a leader. Anyway, to the study. Question one, what racism between two people groups are you aware of among the nations? Now, this is not just racism in general, but particular racism between two people groups. So you might be able to have some discussion and people might have some insight into that sort of thing. But I think particularly we might think of the Israelis and the Arabs. There are particular racist tensions between those two and there's a whole bunch of others this study is really going on from there this study is really aiming to look at the background of the Esau and Jacob story because that's the background of Obadiah so this is particular this particular study will be a real complement and back up to the sermon and teaching on Sunday so as well as the drill down the following week so this won't be uh, really getting to everything, but we'll be having a general look over the top of the story so to get that in our minds. Because not everybody is uh, clear about the story of Jacob and Esau or aware of it, so it'll be good to be able to um, connect with that. Question two, read Genesis 25, 19 to 34. What do you think it means to despise your birthright? Uh, this is what... Esau does when he decides to go for the temporary and present rather than the promised and uh, future. So rather than living by faith, really, he lives by sight. He's hungry, his, tum his stomach is saying he wants something now, and that's exactly what he does. So really he's living by his carnal nature. And you might want to look at Hebrews twelve fourteen to 17, which talks about the um, uh, which talks about Esau and despising his birthright. Read Gen uh, question three. Read Genesis twenty-seven one to forty-one. What blessing did Esau receive? Now, sort of a bit of a tricky question here because the blessing that Esau deserved and the blessing he received were two different things. So he was the firstborn son and should have received a double portion of the property, all those sorts of things. But Isaac, so get the names mixed up, Isaac, Esau and Jacob's dad, uh, was tricked by Jacob and 
uh, gave to Jacob the blessing that he should have given to Esau. Now, some of us might just think, well, when he found out, why didn't he just say, hey, that's not fair. I'm giving it to Esau now. But I think this is just the economy of the time. And your word was your word. And when you passed on that, it was like a contract. It was binding and... uh, Jacob would have had some uh, legal recourse, I suppose you could say in some sense. Question four, how did the nation that came from Esau, which is called Edom, express their hatred of Israel? So the hatred between Edom and Israel, or Esau and Jacob, uh, did follow down all through the centuries. So in, in A, Numbers 20, 14 to 21, as Israel was coming out of Egypt and wanted to go past the or through the um, the area of Edom, Edom refused. And you can read that in Numbers chapter 20. But also in, in Ezekiel 35, in Psalm 137 and in Obadiah 10 to 14, you'll find that Edom also is uh, rejoices and helps the Babylonians when the Babylonians attack Israel. So rather than Uh, helping their brother, they took the opportunity to uh, bring their brother down by helping the the Babylonians. Question 5, read Obadiah verses 1 to 4. From where is the Lord bringing Edom down from? I hope that question makes sense. Now, you can read it at one level and say, ah, he's bringing them down from their high position up in the mountains. But he's also bringing them down theologically and morally from their prideful stance. The Lord will bring Edom down from their pride. Question 6, read Obadiah verses 5 to 9. What is the extent and source of Edom's demise? Well, what you'll find there is in verses 5 to 9 that God says, you know, uh, if thieves came, they would have they would taken a little bit, and if dis- and if grape pickers came, they would take a little bit. They'd leave you a bit, but that's not what God is going to do to you. He is going to absolutely uh, overpower you, and the way that that's going to happen is through the nations that uh, um, Edom tries to connect with. They will turn on them and end up uh, taking them out completely. And the the Nabataeans or Nabataeans in history are the people who pushed the Edomites out of uh, Edom. And you might remember the movie Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, and that was filmed in Petra, which is where the Nabataeans were and where the Edomites used to be. And interestingly enough, that whole area is a deep red colour, and Edom means red, which is the name from which the stew that Jacob uh, cooked for uh, him and that he, when he took his birthright. So there's some red connections here, which we, we might get into in the teaching and certainly get into on Sunday and certainly get into it on the following week in the drill down. We'll see how that goes. The next question is, read Obadiah 10 to 14. What is the reason for God's anger against Edom? And I think that it is clear here that the reason is because of the violence against your brother Jacob. 
there was the sibling rivalry on steroids. And I, it could be, the, the sin there, could uh, God's anger could be that it was a brother that he went against, or his brother, uh, or it's connected with this pride as well. I'm still trying to work that out, see what you think. Question 8, read Obadiah 15, what shift has taken place in this verse? And this is an important one because the focus shifts from the judgment of Edom to the judgment of the nations. Verse 15, the day of the Lord is near for all nations, and as you have done, it will be done to you. So here we have all nations being in the focus of God's judgment because of their proud stance to not need God. And uh, so that's an important shift in Obadiah in verse 15. It's the hinge of the book and is important to note. Question 9, read Obadiah 17 and 18. What is the inheritance that Jacob will possess? Well, I think that inheritance, yes, it goes back to all the, uh, the, the sheep or whatever they had and the resources that they had together, but it goes right back to um, Abraham, Genesis chapter 12, where uh, Abraham is promised that his offspring will bless the whole world and be a blessing, and I think that's the inheritance there. Uh, question 10, read Obadiah 19.21. Who are the exiles? Well, the exiles, this is now, um, this is exiled. It's, it's addressed to people who are exiles in Babylon, and now what they see is that Israel has come in, destroyed Israel, uh, so Babylon has come in, destroyed Israel, Edom has helped them do it, this is where they are at the moment, but they have a prophecy that one day those exiles will come back to the land and the world, the, the Israel, will be the kingdom of the Lord. And finally, if you're keen, uh, read and reflect on Hebrews 12, 14 to 17, and you'll see a little bit there about uh, Esau and him despising his birthright. Now, uh, really, don't expect too much. Don't move too slowly. Move Move at some pace in this. Don't try to pull out too many things. It's really just trying to get people a background and understanding of the big picture. And we'll try and pull this together on Sunday and on the following Wednesday as well and see how we go. Anyway, I've gone over time this week as well. Goodness, I'm making a habit of this. And I hope that I will talk to you soon and that your group goes well. See ya.